All right, I have a big warning for you. If you are using AI much as a writing tool, and specifically, if you have bought into the hype about being able to replace your professional writers, your copywriters with AI. And yes, it's a great tool. I love it. It's interesting. It's cool. You can do lots of great things with it. And, and, and you really got to watch out because I, it's just a matter of time before somebody gets in a lot of trouble with AI and I don't want it to be you. So uh, this starts with a story from this weekend. Uh, we are doing this gluten-free diet experiment in my household. We're experimenting with a gluten-free diet. Uh, my daughter has this slight upset stomach that's just persistent. And so we're trying to help her out and figure out, you know, what might be able to, to, to make the slight upset stomach not be upset uh, frequently. And so, you know, in the course of this, I, I understand gluten. Gluten is, is part of wheat. Um, it's part of certain grains and those are really prevalent in the food that we have at least here in the u.s and so we're learning all about gluten-free eating and gluten-free options and one of the things that happens when you do something like this is you you're, you're constantly googling like is that thing from that place gluten-free right uh so it's doing research this weekend about aldi oatmeal right the oatmeal that you buy at aldi and I found this article at clubglutenfree.com, which, you know, it looks like any other article about gluten-free. It was a well-structured page. The table, it had a table of contents. The sections were designed to answer big questions. It's a great, like, SEO article about gluten-free eating, right? And so I'm reading through it, reading through it, and I'm pretty sure it has fairly accurate information specifically about all these oatmeal being gluten-free. Um, but then I run into this paragraph where I was like, oh, shoot, this whole thing was written by AI. <laughs> and so subheading was what brands of oatmeal are gluten free? And it says the most common brand of oatmeal is rolled oats. Hold on. Like rolled oats is not actually a brand of oatmeal. Rolled oats describes a way that, o that oatmeal is processed to be sold. Right. And it is it's not a brand. And so I keep I keep reading this brand of oatmeal is gluten-free you can check the ingredient list on the back of the box to make sure that the oats are gluten-free there are other brands of oatmeal that are also gluten-free you can look them up online or in the store you can also try other breakfast cereals that are also gluten-free they include honey nut cheerios life cereal quaker grape nut special k and more now i didn't go in and investigate every single one of those um, cereals, but I know off the top of my head, for example, that grape nuts, the first ingredient is wheat. Honey nut Cheerios, wheat. Um, they are, those are gluten heavy cereals. They are certainly not gluten free. And so I'm, I'm reading this and I'm like, hold on, hold on. This entire article is made up by AI and it's not researched and it's not fact checked. What makes this even worse is that gluten-free as a diet choice is often a medical decision based on people's gluten sensitivities. And in our house, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think we're going to end up, you know, somebody in the hospital because suddenly we're reintroducing gluten. But if somebody trusts this article, 
And who knows what in this article can be trusted and what can't. But if somebody trusts this article and makes a buying decision based on this article, now that wouldn't be a smart thing, but you know, uh, it could happen, right? If somebody trusts this article and makes a buying decision based on that and they have a high level gluten sensitivity, uh, especially if they've been avoiding gluten for the most part, uh, they could suddenly be in, in trouble. And if somebody goes to the hospital because of something that you wrote and posted on the internet, there is a certain amount of liability that could come back and haunt you there. So the biggest danger to marketers using AI today is something that the AI world calls hallucination. And that's basically that these tools make things up. They just make things up and they state it with extreme confidence about whatever it is that they say. Like it is written in a confident way that this is true. It is not, right? Um, honey Nut Cheerios or, or whatever that said is not gluten-free, right? But it's stated very confidently, very clearly as if it is true. Uh, rolled Oats is not a brand of oatmeal. It's stated as if it is a brand, right? It is making things up. And if you as the marketer are taking that and copying and pasting it onto your site because it's gonna get you SEO or it's even if it converts, right? Even if it gets you customers, but it is full of lies. It's full of things that are not factual at all. That has the potential to get you into, uh, into some trouble. And I think it's only a matter of time before there's gonna be some big compliance hits and big legality hits on marketers who are doing it. And yeah, there's always people who are gonna be able to get away with stuff, who are going to you know, manage to, to stay one step ahead of any kind of legal trouble. But if folks like the FDA start coming down on you or um, FTC or you know, one of the big three-letter government agency starts cracking down on you and your marketing is full of hallucinations from ai well they're not gonna they're not gonna like give you a pass just because ai wrote it right ultimately you as the marketer are the person who is responsible for this and so like especially in high compliance industries things like health things like financial investments that sort of stuff where there is extra legal scrutiny that is placed on the marketing, you got to be really careful uh, that everything is compliant, everything is factual, right? And good copywriters, this is part of what they do. They find not just anything they can make up that makes the best story, but they find the best story in the truth, right? And it's always based in truth. And any good copywriter is going to base their writing in truth. And AI is not doing that right now. So it's just making stuff up and you can edit it to sound nice or you can skip editing because it already sounds nice, right? But that's dangerous. That is dangerous to your well-being. It's dangerous to your business. It's dangerous to your, your profits. Um, there can be very significant fines for getting into, for, for putting out marketing that is full of uh, factual inaccuracies and that people take action based on believing and um, 
and that is somehow damaging to them, somehow hurtful to them. If somebody is hurt as a result of following your marketing that AI wrote, you stand to be liable for that. And so the actual role of generative AI writing tools and marketing, as far as I see it right now, it's, it's not that you can't use the tools, right? But you have to use it, you have to use it in a very thoughtful way that acknowledges the fact that it's making stuff up all the time. And it's doing things that are factually inaccurate all the time. And so you can use it in brainstorming. A good copywriter will uh, easily use it to brainstorm a bunch of headlines and maybe mix three or four of the AI ideas and all that they did was shortcut that whole process that they went through, that they would go through either on paper or in their head of parsing through different headline ideas and they just shortcut it into a few seconds to get all the headline ideas on paper and then they can work with that massage it, find, you know, the good headline or the good angles, or make sure that you answer all the questions. That article about, you know, is all the oatmeal gluten-free, you could come up with a list of questions that should be answered. And you could even, even do a little bit of drafting, right? Of, of that, but you, you still need to understand what is factual and what is compliant and make sure that the final writing is factual and compliant, right? I, I do think that AI writing tools are particularly good for subjective and qualitative research. So what is the experience of somebody who's going through a particular situation or who's facing a particular problem? Uh, you can at least get a good sense. It, it may actually be a bit hallucinated, but if it's a common problem that people face, uh, AI is going to be able to do a pretty good hallucination of what it might be like to go through that problem. And so that can help you kind of understand and connect with the audience maybe a little bit better um, or a little bit more easily, right? Um, And generally think of AI as a junior writer. A junior writer needs a lot of, um, needs a lot of input. They need a lot of handholding as far as coming up with what it is that you want them to write. And they need a lot of supervision after they write, a lot of reviewing of the copy, making sure it's compliant, making sure that it's good. And this is why like, the quality of the copywriter using AI is most likely going to determine the quality of the final writing generated with AI. So you get a really good copywriter who understands compliance, who understands direct response, who understands how to write good copy. And they use AI and they know how to put in all the inputs and it may speed them up a bit, right? But it's not gonna replace them. It's not gonna replace them. And if you try to replace a good copywriter with AI, even because they said, oh, here's some prompts you could use, you stand to do some things that put yourself in jeopardy. My call to action for you at the end of this episode is ask yourself, how can you use this? Like, you know, what's your takeaway from this? What's your action item? Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. There's links in the description to uh, subscribe by email as well as subscribing here. I will include a link to copywriting market research with ChatGPT, which explores that more subjective, uh, qualitative side of research with ChatGPT and some other interesting ways that you can use AI tools like ChatGPT to, uh, to do some copywriting research while you're still not using it to completely replace you and certainly not trusting it to do anything that needs to be compliant, right? And that's part of my BTMS Insider streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. The link is in the description to learn more about that. I'm Roy Furr, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye.
Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.